Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Can you move your car? Uh, you're double parked and you're blocking me in. Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges, and I want to thank you for listening. Boy, these past few years have been crazy, haven't they? Do you sometimes have a hard time facing the world around you? You just want a simple treat to help you get away from the day-to-day stress, but then you feel bad trying to escape from reality, like you are part of the problem if you turn off the news or ignore current events. I know I do. Want to be nice just to have a little something special once in a while, without the guilt? Well, my name is Ephraim Flangstrom. And I have just the place for you. Come on down to Flangstrom's Disappointment Donuts. Flangstrom's Disappointment Donuts is the place for donuts you can't and really wouldn't want to get anywhere else. The place for donuts when you really need a donut, but don't want to feel bad about it. When you feel like paying attention is like watching a car that's crashed into a Fleming dumpster, but you don't want to stick your head in the sand. You need a place where you can indulge yourself without any enjoyment whatsoever. That place is Flangstrom's Disappointment Donuts. We specialize in donuts, the most indulgent thing there is, but we make sure you can't delight in them. Just try to enjoy these donuts, peanut butter cream filled ketchup surprise, or maybe our strawberry and mustard coffee cake. And, of course, our maple and stale vinegar donut holes. Flangstrom's Disappointment Donuts are the perfect treat for these modern times. The promise of greatness right along with the bitter slap of reality. This way you can have your incredibly unhealthy treat without relishing it even a little bit. Make sure you try these classics. Cheese and chopped fritter, frosted castor oil donut, cinnamon and soap long john, bacon and toothpaste old fashioned, and our customer favorite, banana and toenail crunch glaze twist. And remember to ask about our Thanksgiving specials dried out turkey bear claw, oversalted potatoes with cold gravy jelly donut, and boiled Brussels sprout cruller. So, remember Flangstrom's Disappointment Donuts, because you may need a treat once in a while, but you don't want to go getting too big for your britches. My most unforgettable Thanksgiving was the time I asked to host. Oh, there was laughter. It was like the best joke my family ever had. Thanksgiving was the family gathering on my mom's side, but I was serious. I was a new homeowner. I was addicted to HDTV. So I was all about entertaining. And who needed the minor leagues? I wanted to jump straight to the show. The matriarchy held a closed door meeting to discuss my ask at length. When they emerged, my grandma announced that I had been awarded Thanksgiving, but I would be under the close supervision of my mother. I immediately got to work a large basement freezer for the 25-pound turkey, 
bought a turkey baster, meat thermometer, twine holder, new pots and pans, a cutting board, and the carving knife. I made sure to procure all the necessary ingredients. I quadruple checked. I didn't forget anything on the list. Two days before Thanksgiving, I was instructed to start preparing the turkey. I descended the stairs to my basement, opened the freezer, and was staggered by raw, rotting turkey. I slammed the freezer shut and bounded back upstairs, but it was no use. The stench swallowed my house whole. I guess I forgot to plug in the freezer. Thankfully, my grandma made backup preparations at her house. I couldn't help but be grateful that they had so little confidence in me, although I could have done without the stank reminding me months after the fact. Still gives me shivers thinking about it. But it's that smell that made it so unforgettable. A writer must confess words evaded me last spring. Desperate to resolve these woes, I ventured to the land of the Irish, where I heard the gift of eloquence would be had upon kissing the Blarney Stone. I arrived at the Blarney Castle one drizzly May day, gawked at its limestone face jutting up from the earth. I patiently weaved my way up its narrow passages, reached the tip top, skirted along its battlement, there I laid before the Blarney stone, arched back, and kissed that sacred stone. While I walked the castle grounds, waiting for the eloquence to take, I stumbled upon a most peculiar-looking rock overgrown with moss. It was a rather large rock, as there carved in its face the entrance to a rickety set of steps. The wishing steps, as legend would have it. The legend went... For hundreds of years, the Blarney Witch would take firewood from the grounds. In return, she agreed to grant visitors whatever they wished, so long as they could walk backward down the wishing steps and back up again with their eyes closed, and without for one moment thinking of anything but what they wished. If they could do all of that, then the Blarney Witch would cast her magical spell, and their wish would come true within the year. Promised everything I ever wished, I closed my eyes and started backward down the wishing steps. I broke my back trying to get everything I ever wished, but words haven't evaded me since. The Wishing Steps by Neil Patrick Peterson, performed by Raina Kay. Sure, I remember Thanksgiving. My favorite Thanksgiving. Well, let's see now. That was that one year. No, wait, that was that was Christmas, I think. And then there was that one time. Oh wait, no, hold on. That was uh Yeah, that was Arbor Day, wasn't it? Thanksgiving. Well, you know, I've had 127 of them. Yeah, that's right. I am 127 years old, and I can still remember... Wait a sec. 
What was I saying? Oh, yeah, right. Favorite Thanksgiving. Well, I suppose it would be the most recent one. I mean, they do all kind of blend together after a while. What did we eat? What did we eat? Well, turkey, I suppose. Yeah, turkey. It was kind of dry, as I recall. And well, I had a pretty good nap that day. Oh, and one thing I remember, a lot of family around. Yeah, they were all kind of weird and a little bit annoying. Kept whispering all the time, but they were there. We were all together. That made it nice. And now a word from one of our many, many sponsors. The Fullest Nine, a kitty cat company. Here to tell you all about their latest Black Friday deal is their number one catstomer, Crazy Cat Dad. Thank you, thank you. The honor of number one catstomer means a lot. Really brings a tear to my eye. But I'm not here to tell you about my accolades, no. I'm here to tell you that dreams do come true. The Fullest Nine, a kitty cat company, heard me loud and clear and improved the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper per my suggestion. They now bring you the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator at the newly rejuvenated Black Friday price of $1,000. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. No way around it. But included in that price is all the same claims that came with the original autonomous kitty crapper picker up. Reductions in stanky odor and stray kitty litter. Fewer strains on your relationships. Less physical toll on your body. And flood detection. But what separates the differentiator from the original is the differentiator's amazing ability to differentiate crap. So, now not only do I know if Princess is regular subjectively, but I know if she's regular objectively too. In layman's terms, I know when Princess is going and how big. Exciting stuff. So much so, I donated my original autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper to a family in crisis. You know, to pay it forward. Then I ordered the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator. In that order, unfortunately. So, it was back to scooping up Princess's crap like cavemen used to. The grueling work was humbling. A good reminder why the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator isn't a nice-to-have. It's essential to have, like a dishwasher. When it finally arrived, I was like a grown man on Christmas. Played it cool but we're all kids on the inside. I made light work of the 937-page compendium. Such a refreshing read. Most importantly, I learned all about its differentiation. The really neat thing is how it can be configured to report grams or pounds. I went metric because I'm edgy like that. Things went smoothly for the next few weeks. 
princess was averaging 56 grams of crap. I had something to brag about at the water cooler at work. Life was good. That is, until I was walking back from the co-op with an armful of groceries and received an alert from the fullest nine, a kitty cat company, saying Princess set an all-time high score of 9,000 grams. Wow, 9,000 grams seemed like a staggering size. But I did the conversion to be sure. 19.8 pounds. Yes, truly staggering for a 7-pound cat. I booked it home to my princess, not knowing what kind of crap was awaiting me in the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator. Well, it was big and brown all right, but it wasn't crap. It was a full-grown raccoon. (laughs) But thanks to the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator, that raccoon wasn't able to go all tornado throughout my house. The autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator certainly lived up to the hype. It's been preventative care, pest control, and intruder alert all wrapped up into one machine. So, if you value protecting your home from all things evil, run out on Black Friday and write out a check to the fullest nine, a kitty cat company, for $1,000 and get yourself the autonomous kitty crapper picker-upper differentiator. favorite Thanksgiving memory is the Thanksgiving me and my husband decided to make stir-fry pork, shrimp risotto, taco salad, and a dessert of ice cream sundaes for the big dinner. That's the same year our adult children vowed never to let us be in charge of Thanksgiving dinner again. Now we enjoy delicious turkey, corn, mashed potatoes with gravy, and pumpkin pie without having to cook or clean up. Darn. Welcome, Internet, one and all. Welcome once again to Nordics Consider Movies. My name is Stenner Meldison, and I'm here with my co-host, Mangus Inghoff. And we are here like we are every fortnight to help you make sense of the movies. And what better way to make sense of something than to take a look at it from the Nordic perspective? Is this thing on? What? What? What's that, Mangus? My microphone thingamajig wasn't on last episode. Pretty sure it was, buddy. Well, just making sure. Can you hear me? Yes, sirree. Loud and, uh, well, very loud. I think maybe you need to turn that guy down a notch or two, Mangus. That's enough snowshoeing around. Let's get this started. Okay, well, this episode we're going to be talking about some of our favorite documentaries of all time. I'm sure a lot of you out there are not big fans of documentaries. I know I'm not. But they are an important art form, and we are all about important art here at Nordics Consider Movies. Art. Our first movie is a documentary about World War II. It's the one where the fella goes chasing all over the desert to find the arch of the government. And then when he finally finds it, it isn't an arch at all. It's just a big box. I liked when he shoots the sword guy instead of fighting him with his whip. Yep, that sure was exciting. And amazing they were able to capture all that on camera. 
I also like when those Nazi fellows at the end get their faces melted off. I was afraid to watch that part, but yeah, amazing work for a bunch of first-time documentarians during the second war to end all wars. I was impressed that it was in color. Yep, I learned a lot about the World War II, and you know, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes on the big screen. We here at Nordics Consider Movies highly recommend this picture. Thumbs up. Our next documentary is about the challenges of running a hotel. So this fella has to take care of his kind old mother as well as run a hotel they own up there on this hill. It does get a little odd here and there. At one point, she starts dressing like him or something. It's a little confusing, but it sure is interesting. I like that it was in black and white. My favorite part is when he has to get this girl in a shower to turn her weird wah, 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 wah music down. She was playing it way, way too loud. Is that what that was? I had no idea what was going on in that shower. Never knew how hard it was to keep a creepy little hotel going. But now we do. Yep, but now we do. That's what's so great about documentaries. And this is a great one. Even though it gets a little confusing once in a while about who's who, overall, we give it a thumbs up. Yes, sir. Our final movie is the incredible story of the first alien ever to come to Earth. I never knew there were aliens here on Earth. Did you, Mangus? Nope. Well, this one is about this potato-faced little fella that lands here and seems to like hanging out with kids and eating candy all the time. He also keeps trying to dial the phone with his weird, glowy finger. It was horrifying. And then when the good guys finally catch up with him, he flies off in his bicycle and kidnaps the little kids. Then he gets back on his mothership and flies off. What an eye-opener. This one really taught me a lot about the invading alien hordes. Gave me nightmares. Well, next time I run into one of them blobby fellows, at least I'll know what to do. Yep. So, what we learned. If you see one of these pudgy little spud men, then one, call the government right away. Right away. Right away. Two, don't let them use your phone. Yep. And three, don't feed him any candy. Exactly. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm Stenner Meldison. And I'm Magnus Engelhoff. Wait, Mangus, your name is Magnus? Yep. Since when? Always. Always? Yep. Well, are you sure? Pretty sure. I've been calling you Mangus since we met. Yep. How long's that been? 34 years. How come you never corrected me? Uh, I know who you meant. Well, that is sure something. Eh. Well, I guess me and old Mac, 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 well, we'll see you next time here on Nordics Consider Movies. Cavalcade is produced in Plymouth, Minnesota by Harbor Repertory Theater. Featured in this episode, Rachel Bridges, Raina Kay, Neil Patrick Peterson, and me, Keith Bridges. Visit us online at cavalcadepodcast.net and leave us a Thanksgiving greeting if you feel like it. And hey, if you're listening to this, all of us here at Cavalcade want you to know that we're thankful for you. Well, actually, we're thankful for you even if you're not listening, but then how would you know that? So, yeah.